Welcome to the Tech UK podcast. We cover the latest in technology news. It's time to welcome your host, Giovanni, who is joined by his co-host, Stefano. Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the Tech UK podcast. I'm Giovanni and I'm joined as ever by my um, host, co-host Stefano. Hi. Um, this week's not been that big of a UK news week. It's been a week very much filled with rumours and stuff like that. So let's get straight into the UK news. But I just, I'm going to warn you, there's really not that much this week. So it's um, quite a nice day today, Friday, at least down here in London, and um, it's it's nice and warm. We're recording this outside our fresco, so if you do hear some kids screaming or some cars in the background or birds tweeting or twittering, <laughs> um, then um, you'll you'll know why. Okay, um, and obviously if you hear the police in the background right now, it's because this is London for you. Okay. Um, interesting situation I'm um, recording outside. So, now, a couple of months back, Dell announced that it would be releasing something called the Dell Streak, which we thought was going to be Dell's smartphone for a while. Then it emerged that the Dell Streak is actually a touchscreen tablet. And, obviously, this, it, it's, um, it's so competitive to the iPad, and, um, how many inches is the iPad again? Seven or is, is, seven? Yeah, I think... Yeah. Is it seven? No, it's 9.7, isn't it? Yeah, 9.7 inches. Um, and the Dell Streak is... Five. Five inches, yeah. So it's about... Um, you'd say half of the size, but when you actually put it, it's actually a quarter of the sque- screen, screen size. Screen. <laughs> yeah, quarter of the screen size. And so you'd think, okay, Dell's making it, not Apple. The Apple one's already pretty expensive, £429. So this 5-inch um, one made by Dell, Dell's known for making quite cheap stuff, how much do you think it would cost? Something that's a quarter of the size? Yeah. Something like 200, 200 pounds. 300. Well, it turns out, no. They're going to charge the exact same price as an iPad at £429. The only, <laughs> the only saviour to this is that if you do sign up to a 24-month um, contract at £35 a month, um, which adds up to 840 quid over the two years, you can get it on O2 um, for free, oh. but you are paying £840 over two years. Um, you can actually make calls, and the contract does come with 600 minutes of call time, which is kind of strange. I don't think I would want to be seen with a 5-inch tablet um, trying to make calls. It's, it is a tad big. So, Dell says it's trying to go for the market, which is in between your smartphone and in between your computer, and even in between your smartphone and your um, tablet device. So, this really is a midpoint device. Um, so, there are... Yeah. <laughs> so, you can take 30-day or 12-month contracts as well, and you can pay as little as £15 per month for 300 minutes unlimited data and text, though you'll need to fork out £349. So... Um... You can you can also get a 16 gig model um, for free on the 24 month contract for 25 pounds a month if you don't want to use it as a phone, as um, this comes with just mobile data. But mobile. it is it's quite fast. It's got the um, one gigahertz Snapdragon processor, which um, phones like the Nexus One have. It has a five megapixel camera, which is rumored to be coming to the iPhone, 
and um, obviously has 3G and Wi-Fi. So a few things that the iPhone at the moment doesn't have, and even the, um, the tablet, the the iPad doesn't have. Yeah, yeah the tablet. Um, yeah. I think pretty sure the the iPad the iPad doesn't have a Snapdragon processor, but it has this um, custom A4 chip, which um, is very snappy <gasps> as well. Um, as you heard last week. I was very, very close to buying the iPads. Though, second gen, come on. I'm, I'm going to try and resist for a whole year. Um, that's, um, yeah, so moving on to our next story. This one really is sort of our final story of the day. And essentially what's happened is that Sky has bought Virgin Media's TV channel. So this is pretty much breaking news today. And Sky have paid £160 million for Virgin Media's TV channels. These include things such as Living, Bravo and Virgin One. So, um, they're essentially buying, not Virgin Media themselves, but Virgin Media TV. So there's Living, Living It, Challenge, Challenge, Jackpot, Bravo, Bravo 2 and Virgin One for £105 million. And um, £55 million is going to be paid um, following the the regulatory um, content, so they've already given um, them 105 million so far. So, what will this mean for consumers essentially? Well, Sky customers are going to get Bravo and Living HD, and the basic Sky Sports and Movie HD channels will appear now on Virgin Media. Also, all the Virgin Media TV channels will still be on cable, they'll all still be on Virgin Media, and um, there's going to be new carriage deal for Sky Basic channels on cable, so stuff like um, Sky One and Sky Arts may be um, more widespread to um, Virgin Media customers. More on-demand content for Virgin Media customers. There's going to be Red Button Interactive Sports um, for Virgin Media customers. Interactive, um, sorry, I mean internet television offerings from Virgin Media. So. Um, they'll be able to deliver standard definition program over the internet. And Sky's basic HD channels are going to arrive on 3G, um, on Virgin. So, um, stuff like the movies channels, etc. And Virgin One is obviously going to be rebranded as it's no longer the, the Virgin um, brand that's, it's no longer Virgin Media. Um, TechRadar.com has suggested it could be called Sky4, which would be a reasonable name. Wouldn't be surprised if they came up with that, to be honest. And so it does look like I don't know if this is if this is actually going to get through the competition um, ruling because we do have quite strong anti-competitive laws, and this does seem a bit anti-competitive because then who are we going to have? We're going to have um, to be fair, they haven't bought um, what's their name? Sky hasn't bought Virgin Media, but it means that. That the channels are now all going to be controlled by one company, which is is obviously not good. They could even end up um, keeping them for themselves and just getting rid of them on Virgin Media, which would be a bit of a bad move um, for for us consumers. Obviously, if this does mean that um, these channels will be more open, available on Freeview, etc., that would be quite nice. Um, also, one thing I have to say is I still do not understand um, how how they can continue to charge people for Sky. Um, they should just, they really should just slightly raise the ad price and just make up that amount because as everyone knows, more distribution and that gives you more views which will give you more revenue. So 
still charging for EMTV is still a bit of a, I think it's a bit of an old-fashioned model to be honest. It's the same as newspapers charging with them and then putting ads in them. Oh well, um, someone has to um, I'm sure it keeps a riffraff out of them, and I'm sure that's what they want um, to to happen. And that's pretty much it for the UK news now, so um, really not that much this week, so let's move in to our three minute news segment which has lots of news all in 30 seconds each. So, in our three-minute news this week, Skype 2 for iPhone finally works over 3G. So, it's been an absurdly long time coming, 9to5Mac.com says, but today Skype released Skype 2.0 for the iPhone with the capability to make calls over 3G networks. They've also put in some CD quality audio enhancements, which seems to work pretty well, but according, um, to, according to their quick tests, don't start celebrating yet, they say. They found a way to fork up the program. Skype to Skype calls on 3G are free at least until the end of August 2010, after which there will be a small monthly fee. Also, Apple has announced that they've sold 2 million iPads. In their press release it says that they've sold 2 million iPads in less than 60 days since its launch on April 3rd. Apple began shipping iPads to Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Spain, Switzerland and the UK that past weekend. And the iPad has been available in nine more countries in July, will be available in nine more countries in July, and additional countries later this year. Customers around the world are experiencing the magic of the iPads, said Steve Jobs, Apple's CEO. Also in the news, apparently Studio Cambridge is working on a Play TV too. So um, they've told SVONG that they're currently working on Play TV 2 for the PlayStation 3. This is the DVR-like um, software that um, allows you to record currently Freeview. It is unknown whether this will be free HD or whether there will simply be more capabilities. And Google now lets you add a Bing-like um, background to search. So as TechCrunch put it, Google is known for its spare, clean search homepage, which usually has 28 words or less. Now Google starts to roll out a new feature today which allows users to upload images from their computers or a Picasso web album to personalize the homepage. So now, if you've got a photo of a nice frog you want to put in the background of your Google page, just like Bing, you can do that too. And I know this isn't the last story, well it's not meant to, but it is going to be due to a bit of a shortage of stories this week. But um, just want to note that for WWDC, um, the keynote which is happening on Monday um, at 6pm GMT time you can follow it on Engadget's live blog which they always do a fantastic job and you can take a look at that live at bit.ly slash wwdc 2010 so um, hopefully that will keep you occupied on Monday so it starts at 6 these keynotes usually go on for about an hour to an hour and a half um, which you probably know by now so um, we'll see what news comes out of that. I'm sure next week will be a very exciting week, um, especially for Apple News at least. Okay, and let's get back into our worldwide news.
Okay, so getting into our worldwide news, um, US mostly as usual, but um, we're going to see what we have in store for you today. So, after talking about the success of the the iPads and how much it really is being a a success, essentially how it's selling really well, uh, they've managed to sell two million in under two months. It's kind of makes it obvious that Microsoft has been working on something as well. Yeah, of so course. Um, so yesterday, actually on Wednesday, was it? Yeah, Wednesday. Um, Microsoft unveiled at Computex the operating system, which they're calling, wait for it, fantastic naming as usual from Microsoft, Windows Embedded Compact 7. Wow. Okay. Fantastic naming as usual from Microsoft. Yeah. Um, to be fair, iPad wasn't that good of a name, but now no one has any problem with saying it. I do. Um, I'm joking. So, apparently what this will mean is that it's for devices that don't want to run the full Windows 7 OS. They don't want to have that touchscreen style interface, but prefer something kind of like Zoom-like, kind of Windows Phone 7-ish, but kind of iPad-ish at the end as well. And this looks like it's it. It looks very, very nice if this is a photo of it. Um, if you do type into Google Windows Embedded Compact 7, they do have a whole website up right now, which um, it does look quite um, good. Quite, It really does look like they've put a lot of effort into this. So currently it's in prototype preview phase, and... Um, it's based on Windows CE, I believe. And Microsoft says that our vision is to create a device... No, I think they mean our vision is in their vision. Create a device that seamlessly connects with PCs, media, online content, and data, and to reinvent the way people connect with their devices. Now, um, what is this then? So, they have a few videos to watch here. This one's about rich user experiences. It's time for you to reinvent the way people interact with your devices. You'll have the power to meet evolving customer expectations. And the ability to provide a rich desktop viewing experience on tablets and other emerging devices. has support for Flash 10.1. You'll create immersive wow, okay. experiences that come to life with natural touch input. You build highly interactive devices. Multi-touch integrated with browser. Support for custom gestures. The power to reinvent is in your hands. And the possibilities are endless. Okay, so um, that was interesting. And here's the connected experience video, which is obviously just audio on here. Imagine creating a device that seamlessly connects with PCs, media, online content, and data. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> with Microsoft Windows Embedded Compact 7, you get the tools you need to deliver an unparalleled user experience. Has a new media library, MPEG-4 and HD support, all built in. Flexible architecture to connect to various types Technologies of devices. Technologies that help you provide a seamless connection to Windows 7. Why is she whispering? 
There's also uh, integration with Windows Device Stage, which is the um, thing that lets you see devices in Windows now. NTP support. Plus, everything you need for connecting your customers to their office documents and personal information. At last, everything you need to realize your vision There's also is right here. Very nice. And finally, apparently, according to Microsoft, this is a highly reliable platform. This, that sounds quite funny. Let's see what they have to say about their highly reliable platform. Experience a highly reliable create. platform that will give you the power to create solutions and devices with a rapid time to market. You'll enjoy a streamlined developing experience. The ability to take advantage of the latest hardware innovations. And deliver increased reliability, along with higher performance. So um, this is obviously being targeting at targeting, obviously being targeted at um, device manufacturers at the moment and not users. But it looks like this could be really nice. It could be um, essentially like the iPad, but a bit more open, don't you think? Yeah, but um, this, but this is Google. Google. Yeah, Google. Google? So, um, it's not Google. It's Microsoft. I, I mean. I mean Microsoft, so I don't think I don't think it it will be that good to be honest. <laughs> That's not biased at all. Yeah. Um viruses. Viruses, is yeah. that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, go. Um I was just gonna say it it has a lot of features which they're touting that for example the iPod does the iPad doesn't have so stuff like it's got um silver light in their flash as well um and speaking of microsoft they have actually come up with something really really nice lately that was really nice as well but something that's already out and this is the windows live essentials so if you go to i think it's get.live.com let me just check this quickly yes um they have essentially a a range of, of, um, well, what's the word for this? <laughs> um, a range of different things which they don't include with Windows 7 anymore. So these are little programs like Windows Photo Management, Star Software, which is called Windows Live Photo Gallery, Movie Maker, Mail, Messenger, and Windows Live Sync. So what they've done is they've updated these and they've got some really cool new features. These are all free. So they're kind of how um, Apple includes its iWorks, not iWork, um, i, I, I life yeah. suite. See, so I, I'm looking at it and I still can't see yeah. it. Um, and but this ones they don't come pre-installed on the computer. They you you'll have to go out and download them. Good thing is these are continue up continually updated and they're always free, unlike the the iLife suite where you do have to pay to. Um, 
to upgrade to the newest version, which still hasn't come out this year. But, I'm going to. Um, yeah. So, Windows Live Essentials. So, the first thing, major feature they've added is called Photo Fuse. So, if you've ever had two, the, two or three images, which, um, for example, say there's three people posing, and in one of them, one of you is blinking, in the other one, another person's blinking, and in the other one, another person's blinking. So, you end up having three photos where, in every single one, there's one person blinking, but the other two would be fine. Um, so using photo fuse, you can actually merge photos together, and they'll just... It's kind of like cut and paste. You kind of cut bits of the photo and put it together, but it's all done automatically. Um, and so if you have a wonky smile and you've got another photo where your smile's okay, you'll be able to just kind of um, just just put those together. And another feature, which um, this one's included already in iPhoto... But it's a nice feature. It's face recognition. <laughs> so, at the moment, um, you can, when you download this, you'll be able to essentially give people names, and um, you'll click through their photos, and it, it'll ask you, is this this person, yes or no, and it'll keep learning, very similar to iPhoto. You're finding this funny, aren't you? Yeah. Is it because of iPhoto's recommendation? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it does. It's, it's very good for the most part, but when it starts saying, is this you and it's a little girl, um, not very nice. One thing that's not working very well is if you are wearing a, um, a cap or some kind of hat, it does seem to set it off a bit, maybe because the way it changes your head shape and stuff like mm. that. YouTube and Facebook integration. So, um, as we talked about Messenger a few weeks back, this is for the photo bit of it. So you'll be able to upload your images to Flickr, YouTube, or Facebook. And you can also obviously upload them to Windows SkyDrive. So for those of you who do not know, Windows SkyDrive is a feature which um, is very is similar to iDisk. Ow, a conquer seems to have fallen on my head. That really hurts. So Windows SkyDrive is essentially Ow. the same as iDisk. <laughs> and um, you can upload your files onto the SkyDrive and they'll be shared through all your computers. Sort of like how Dropbox does it and how, um, what's the other one, Mosey Home does it, but these are updates across all your devices. And so it's going to be able to be uploaded into that. And if Microsoft managed to actually start integrating their, their different services together, so SkyDrive is now inside... Um, this photo sharing app, which is really nice. And also, Messenger is now available in mail, apparently. Are you laughing because of the way yeah. I said Messenger? Messenger. So you don't have to have a lot of windows up at once. You can log into Messenger straight from your inbox and try to, and speak live to the person you're emailing. Kind of like how Google has its Google Talk um, thing. Yeah. Saving photos in HD, so now you'll be able to save them in 720p or 1080p um, exclusively for your um, HD display, so oh. usually something like a TV. And something else, email account aggregation. So if you have multiple email accounts, you'll be able to put them all into one inbox, which is useful to, oh. to say. Because if you have two or three Gmail accounts, you don't want to have to go and open three or four um, programs. Yeah. You can also just forward them, but this keeps it nice and clean. No image clogging, clogging up of inboxes. So TechRadar says that there's nothing worse than getting a 100 megabyte image file from someone only to clog your inbox and slow your email right now. 
Microsoft knows this and has created a photo model feature that allows you to add thumbnails of images to an email and then add a link to the full site image on the SkyDrive where you can get up to 25 gigabytes free. So if I'll just send kind of like little snapshots and then if you click on them you'll be able to see the full photo and possibly even mm. download it. Um, so it's kind of linking instead of putting a full photo in. Calendar cooperation. So this kind of like what's in... Um, Google Docs, so it has sharing of calendars, offline access, and instant view, so you don't have to leave your inbox um, to see what appointments you have that day. And finally, they've introduced something called Windows Live Sync. So you can now rem- um, you now have remote access to your computers from wherever you are, even if they are offline. Um, it's essentially cloud-based, and you can sync all your um, computers in it. It will even work with a Mac, apparently. Uh, the beta version of this Windows Live Essential will be released in the coming months, but a UK release date for the software is still yet to be confirmed, according to Tech Radar. So, no. looks like it does look like really nice features. Which, um, if you have Windows, nice stuff to download, isn't it? Yeah, it does. You don't sound enthusiastic about it. Would you like to say why? Yeah, because I don't have. um, Oh, you haven't tried it out? Yeah. Yes. Um, And on Wednesday, Apple announced and started alerting developers that it would start um, removing more apps from the the iTunes App Store. So now that they have 200,000, they keep on thinking, yeah, we can do without these ones. They're reducing, removing widget apps. So if you had some kind of widget app, such as, for example, um, developer Russell Ivanovic posted on his blog um, that his app MyFrame by Groundhog Software was targeted by Apple, and um, the the app would be removed, stating that they were doing a color of any applications that present widgets to the user. So... Android already has widgets. Have you seen the widgets on Android? Oh, yeah, those um, little... Um, yeah, so kind of like, you have the stocks, you have the, um, the, what are the other ones called? Um, stuff like weather. Time. Time. Time, yes. You have that kind of like little clock widget. And, um, those work, um, quite nicely. They're a nice little feature. I'd like to, for example, have States of London Underground on my front page. But, um, if you were to, um, to have one of those apps, it seems like they are going to be deleted from the iTunes app store. Something that Apple does not do is remote deletion, so they're not going to suddenly delete it off your iPhone at the moment yet. But, um, it's, it seems like what's actually happening is that these, um, widgets are going to be implemented into the operating system itself so you'll be able to maybe submit applications with widgets now to the developer and have these um, integrated and straight into the OS so it could look really really nice couldn't it mm. anything to add no Would you, really. do you think you'd prefer widgets for example if you had a weather widget instead of having to open it up you know how I currently have yeah, no. would you prefer that to um, yes I would to opening an app. Yeah. And do you think this is going to end up being in I- an iPhone 4.0 or do you think it's... Maybe, maybe. If you had... Well, um... Um... Well, 
I really have no idea if it's going to be yeah. there, obviously, but I think due to the likelihood of them pulling these down, it really may be coming. Yeah. Okay, and moving on to probably one of the biggest stories of the week, which is that um, Windows is actually now being um, removed from Google. So Google is actually phasing out the internal use of Microsoft's ubiquitous Windows operating system because of security. This is getting amazing. Security concerns, according to several Google employees. So um, one Google employee said, we're not doing any more Windows. It's a security effort. Um, Another said, many people have moved away from Windows PCs, mostly towards Mac OS, following the China hacking attacks. So Google will be encouraging employees to use Macs or um, or Linux, and it will actually be encouraging Google Chrome OS more than any other one um, for employees. So, do you, do you think this is a wise thing to well um, to move away from Windows because security concerns, or do you think? They obviously have to keep some open because yeah. if they're developing for Windows, they have to test out before it comes out. But um, do you think it's a wise move? Well, um, well, um, um, yes, yes, because okay. um, because because Google, um, I think has has to be on um, on. Multiple browsers. Yeah. Yeah, like... Operating system. Yeah. That's what I mean, operating system. So, but and the, the thing they're trying to get rid of them all together, so do you think it's it's good that they're going to be using something more stable or... Because remember the China attacks that happened a few weeks back, maybe a couple of months now. Mm. Um, and apparently that was all due to a Windows exploit, so... Oh. It does seem to be a... Windows. It does seem to... Google's basically going, okay, Microsoft, you think you're smart, bye. And if Android and iPhone keep on competing, do you think um, Google might actually one day say, actually, you can't use Mac OS X more, anymore in our, um, no. in our internally? So obviously they're not going to stop developing for Windows because it's too big yeah. of a market base. They yeah. could do that for Mac, although it would be foolish. Yes, you would. Um, well, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, as you just said. <laughs> not one of the most interesting stories, but not one... Actually, it is interesting. It's just that... Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't see this coming, to be honest. It's more of a... It was unexpected. Yeah. And I think that's it for this week's episode of the Take Care Podcast. Please share it with your friends. Please tell them all about it, as that's it. what keeps us going. Oh. And send in your emails, and you'll have more details of this in just a few seconds. Um, so we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tech UK podcast. Get the show notes and archives on our blog at techukpodcast.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the Tech UK podcast at feeds.feedburner.com slash podcast. Or search iTunes, keywords, Tech UK Podcast. Or you can email us at techukpodcast at gmail.com with your comments and suggestions.